This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 2, Episode 23. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funihetten and Randy Ziganfus, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziganfus. And I'm Lynn Funihetten. Good afternoon, Randy. Hello, Lynn. Who do we have today? So today, we're talking with one of our own leaders, Ken Parliman, our middle school principal. Ken started his career in education as an eighth grade math teacher. He then transitioned into an instructional leadership role as a middle school math coach. Uh, a few years ago, he joined our Salisbury team initially as an assistant principal, and just this past fall, he assumed the role of principal. Um, Ken certainly works diligently to balance the important daily operational tasks with the instructional leadership needed to move his building forward. Uh, we're featuring Ken on the show today because he's been really interested in flexible learning spaces and has recently created an updated design in his middle school building. The space is a common area that can be signed out by teachers and also used as a professional learning space uh, for teachers. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you here, not only to talk about uh, this, the work that you've been doing with your staff on flexible learning spaces, but also because hopefully you're the first of many new uh, Salisbury uh, staff members, maybe even students who are going to come on the show and share some of the work that they're doing. So to start this conversation off, uh, give us an idea of what your thinking is, what your sort of question was behind moving in this direction of rethinking learning spaces? What, what was the driving question? Well, the driving question for me was just how, how does a learning space affect student learning? What can we do differently about our space in our spaces in our building to promote um, or Im improve our students' um, learning? So, Ken, can you help us understand why you decided to pursue the flexible learning space pilot and what you were hoping to achieve by creating this space? Sure. So we, we spent the last eight years, you know, working with our staff to improve teaching and learning and in order to meet the needs of our, our student population, which is ever changing. You know, our, our instruction has evolved, you know, but there's always something missing, you know, that's you know, prohibiting us from moving to the next level. Um, we, we provide you know, flexibility in learning and, and assessing, but the structure of our classrooms just remained the same. So this made me curious about potential layouts and designs of, of classroom spaces. You know, so I was hoping that to create a space, you know, where our classrooms can be adjusted to meet the needs of learning styles of our students and can be adjusted quickly to meet the objective of the lesson and, and in the same time provide comfort you know, to the learning process. 
So in many of the initiatives that you have within your school, you're leveraging the teacher leaders and your teacher leadership team. So talk to us about their involvement in this whole process of creating this new learning space. We're very fortunate here to have a teaming model in our building. We, along with a leadership team that consists of a leader from each team, uh, the model that we, we use uh, allows us to meet weekly to discuss, you know, building needs, new approaches to learning. Um, discussion started over a year ago, actually, while we were out visiting a school district in Pequay Valley. Um, we were there actually to visit their 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 building to learn more about their one-to-one -one implementation since we're also a one-to-one -one district and we wanted to learn more about uh, tech implementation that was going, that was taking place. But while we were there, we were extremely intrigued by the furniture and various setups, you know, throughout their building, like nodes, um, Adirondack chairs within their library. They had student lounges. They, it was just a really neat setup, which made me think about the importance of classroom design which isn't frequently, you know, something that you, you talk about. Usually you're, you're spending a lot of time talking about learning strategy, instructional strategies. Um, so we, we were really interested in that. We came back, um, had some conversation within our leadership team, which uh, they all joined the visit. So they were equally as, as intrigued by it. Um, and, you know, the conversation just continued from there. This led to weekly discussions about our wants and needs regarding our classroom space. Um, we worked with our facility supervisor to locate local vendors that sold some of the furniture that we saw out there to find out more about it, to learn about costs. Uh, we visited their warehouse and uh, kind of were fortunate to talk them into allowing us to borrow a couple of the pieces to bring back and, and use as a trial within the classroom. So we, we placed those desks in teachers' classrooms. We've gathered feedback from both students and teachers, which was mostly positive, And we decided to take the next step from there. So that's really exciting, Ken, that, that you had the opportunity to get some samples and put them in the user's hands and then get some feedback. Um, so talk to us about what you decided. What are the components of this learning space and how is it different from a traditional middle school classroom? Sure. Well, well, the first thing you'll notice is the furniture. You know, we decided to renovate a large room, which can be separated into two different classrooms. Um, one consisted of verb tables with whiteboards. And the other consisted of node desks. So if you're not familiar with, you know, verb, de verb tables and node desks, uh, the verb tables are, uh, we have them so that you can actually adjust the height of them. They have slots for vertical whiteboards on them so students can, can work and uh, have a vertical space. You can isolate a group of students so they have like their own cave or whatever you want to call it to, to work in. And the other side of the cl other classroom has uh, node desks, which are desks that have storage underneath them. They rotate fully in 360s uh, rotation. And uh, they also have wheels on them to be able to move easily uh, to, you know, restructure your classroom on the fly. Each room has a section of, of wall and floor cabinets with a standing height counter space. So we decided to take that and create more working space for students within the room. We removed the doors off the top of the cabinets. We added whiteboards um, to both sides of the room. So now we have 12 foot of whiteboard space and counter space in each of the rooms for students to stand and brainstorm. Um, we also decided to add a 65 inch TV uh, with Apple TV in each of the rooms. This allows the students to um, quickly access, you know, or display their work and share ideas. So this eliminated a need to, for connecting your device and gave us some additional space by eliminating the projector. And it is a nice space, not only it with is. the furniture, but the, the technology that's available to the students as well. Really, um, really cutting edge in a sense of, in terms of learning spaces. So when you design a learning space, you want to think about who your users are and what their needs are. So our users are middle school learners. So how does the learning space meet the specific needs of middle school learners? 
Well, we, we understand that you know, students learn best when there's an element of choice provided. So not only do we provide choice, but it, it provides comfort and fulfills the need for students to move. I mean, if you think about our own desks, our own chairs that we're sitting in right now while we're having this podcast, I'm sure our chairs are comfortable. I'm sure they're not hard desks like a traditional desk is within the classroom. And it kind of opens your eyes to what students have to, you know, have to have what kind of equipment students have to use throughout the day. So they're sitting in a hard desk and hopefully not the whole day, but you want them to be comfortable. I think that helps the learning process. So that was the, one of the things we were looking at is just uh, you know, having some place for, for students that is, that's comfortable, that also meets the needs of, of our lesson objectives. You know, no longer do we have teachers who, who talk all period long, you know, where students face forward in rows and listen to a lecture. Uh, lesson design consists of a variety of activities. It could be direct instruction, could be individual work, group work inner circle, outer circle, debates, um, or multiple things within one classroom, hopefully. So the goal of this was just to, to create a space that allows, you know, allows the teacher to redesign their classroom based on what the students needs and what's happening for the day. Um, and our classroom design should not drive our lessons, you know, our lesson objectives, but the lesson objective should drive the classroom design. So we've also seen uh, this classroom being used a great deal. It's signed out very frequently when we're in the buildings, um, see students standing and working at those standing spaces and um, seeing the desks being pushed around. What has been the initial reaction from teachers and students? You know, how can you envision this space providing additional opportunities for students? Right. Well, our first impressions were mixed. You know, we had some, some staff who wanted it immediately and understood the concept from the start, you know, Mostly those teachers who went out with us and, and saw the space and were intrigued by it. And we, we had some conversation in our leadership team, which then flowed over into the, the grade level teams. So we had a, a, a good pocket of teachers who were really interested in it and, and knew the benefit of, of flexible learning spaces. So they wanted to get moving on it. And then we had and we still have, you know, others who, who have their doubts about the space or about the, I should say, the, the desks and the chairs that are in there. They're, they're saying, you know... You know, there's a saying, you don't know what you don't know, which is very true. You know, so there are a few teachers who, who fear their perception of loss of classroom mm -hmm. control. And, you know, the chairs that roll and rotate, which mm -hmm. can be used as a, used as a distraction. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily see it as you know, being a distraction for our students who are used to those kind of changes, but more for some of our teachers who aren't used to the setup. Mm -hmm. So overall, I, you know, I just see it as you know, a job you know, for, me, for me to model and inform. You know, the, the word is already spreading and the room is signed out consistently, like you just mentioned. Um, we have positive feedback from teachers and students and also receive quality input um, that will help us move forward in making future decisions. So as a leader, uh, we practice reflection on the things that we do. And so you've done this work uh, around creating this space. What are your biggest takeaways from the process and from what you're experiencing now and what the students are experiencing? Um, I, I'd say the biggest takeaway is the importance of space plays on teaching and learning. You know, I, I've also and also t uh, took away the understanding that teachers want to move forward. You know, they want to improve learning for our students, but they need time and support uh, in order to be innovative. Uh, it's our job as admin to provide that spark and resources and then just let them run with it. So um, I, I think it's just it was it was eye opening to me that, you know, I spent so much time working with staff on instructional practices, but we never really talked about the learning space. And you certainly have worked with the staff and your leadership team and our facilities uh, director to provide a very flexible learning space. And um, hopefully teachers will use it and 
it will support instructional practices in terms of large group and small group and flexible groups and, um, you know, your inner outer circle and debate. So it's really exciting to have that space. So thank you so much to Ken for joining us. Uh, you can connect with Ken and see his building in action by following at Ken Parliman. He also has several hashtags that he uses for his, his buildings, his leadership team and team members. Hashtag STSD6, hashtag STSD7, and hashtag STSD8. And we'll put those in the notes. That way, if you want to take a look at some of those spaces, you'll see some of the spaces on his Twitter feed. Each episode, we leave you with a question or two to think about with the idea of provoking conversation. This episode's question, what is something you would like to change about a learning space in your classroom or building? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would like to comment or just find out more about the resources and links we shared, check out the show notes at tltalkradio.org. Look for season two, episode 23. We'd love for you to rate the show on iTunes. Let us know your star rating and consider leaving a one or two sentence review. If you have time to do that, you'll help new folks discover this content. That's it for now. We'll see you next episode for another conversation with an innovative thought leader. Take care, Ken. Thanks again, Ken. Thanks. See ya. Bye-bye. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.